At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC Hornets, defeating the San Antonio Spurs 123-117, to depriving head coach Greg Popovich of his record-setting win, at least on this occasion, at the expense of his protege, James Borrego. With the victory, Hornets improved to 32-33. and We'll talk storylines, we'll talk stars of the game, and we want to talk about a theme that might come up here in the remaining now 17 games of this season, and that is, who is going to be the Miles Bridges of this year to close out the campaign? You might recall last year, Miles Bridges really took a big step after the All-Star break that kind of spring-loaded him into this season where he's been a starter and has been getting a lot of buzz as a potential most improved player in the NBA. So who might be that guy here at the tail end of this 2021-2022 season that takes that jump? We'll talk about all these things with my producer from the Hornets Radio Network and our producer here on the Hornets Hivecast, Rob Longo. Rob, let's start off with this victory, 123-117 to over the Spurs. In many respects, it was similar to the Detroit game from about a week ago in that a team that really has not performed well all season long. San Antonio had a relatively good game and gave themselves opportunities late in it. The difference was on this occasion, the Hornets took their own opportunities to put the game out of reach going down the stretch. Yeah, and I think when you get to these kind of situations like this game where it's Greg Popovich against James Borrego, mentor versus mentee, you can kind of throw out the records a little bit because, I mean, he was part of your coaching staff and your coaching tree at one point, so there's a little bit of a familiarity factor, even though these two teams only play each other twice a year 
because, you know, obviously Eastern Conference, Western Conference, but the Hornets did a really good job closing this one out. Just kind of a bizarre game for the most part. 34 lead changes in this one, 20 ties. Those 34 lead changes are the most for any game in the NBA this season. So pretty remarkable that the Hornets were able to come away with the victory. And this game was close the whole way through. I think the biggest lead for the Spurs was six at one point. The Hornets barely had a double-digit lead in the second quarter at 10. This was pretty tough sledding the whole way through. So this is one of those ones where maybe a year or two ago, Charlotte doesn't win just because they're a little bit of a younger team. They're still trying to learn how to win those close games. But yesterday was a great example of how far this team has come over the last couple of seasons. They were able to pick up that win. Looking back again and comparing it to that Detroit game, the the Hornets, again, they had an opportunity in that Detroit game to win it, had an opportunity in Toronto to win the game, had an opportunity. But there's been several over the last couple of weeks where Charlotte makes one more free throw, has one more play go their way, and they get the W, and it didn't happen. This was a night where the Hornets were able to close it out. LaMelo Ball, after the game, talking about the conversations on the bench leading up to closing out the victory. We were definitely talking about it, you know, not closing games. So just going into the fourth quarter, it was pretty much saying, let's, we didn't close the game all, uh, however long it's been. So let's just close this one. And we finally, you feel me, got the win. LaMelo Ball kind of simplifying it there. Some of the stats, though, really illustrate how well Charlotte did this. And to me, one thing that's been a, a real pain in the side for the Hornets all season long has been free throw shooting. They've been bad most of the year compared to the rest of the NBA. Third from the bottom coming into last night, 73.2% from the stripe. But in the game, the Hornets collectively shot 79%. And in the clutch, they were automatic. 14 for 14, including 6 for 6 from LaMelo Ball. And 4 for 4 from Cody Martin, who for all the things he does well, even though this is a career year for him at the free throw line, he's below a 70% free throw shooter. So for him going four for four, that was big there for the Hornets. Head coach James Borrego talked about the growth the Hornets have shown now in clutch time. It was a good bounce back. You know, we had a big one a couple days ago, a couple days off, and I thought San Antonio played well tonight. You know, they, they pushed us. They played extremely well. But, you know, for us, these are important games. We haven't closed, you know, very well of late. A lot of it is free throws and rebounding. And tonight, we did enough to get it done. Really proud of the guys that stepped up and made free throws. Big rebound there by Cody. So um, there was growth. Rob, the clutch time performance, the free throw shooting as a whole, but particularly in the fourth quarter, definitely steps in the right direction for this team. And that's something that this Hornets team has missed this season, really. I mean, when you look at the overtime record, 0-7 in overtime, and then you go back to last season, it was just kind of a 180 a little bit. You think about that buzzer beater that Terry Rozier hit against Golden State. All of those clutch time games where it was, what, a five-point spread one way or the other in the final five minutes. The Hornets had one of the best records in the NBA, so I don't know what happened from one season to the next, but this is that growth that JB talked about that we were looking for going into this one and it came against you know I know it's San Antonio and they don't have the best record but like I said at the beginning of the podcast you're going against your protege. San Antonio does not turn the ball over a whole lot. The Hornets have some difficulties turning the ball over, and Charlotte was able to win the turnover battle last night. San Antonio turned the ball over 10 times. Charlotte turned the ball over 9, and the Hornets were able to capitalize. 17 points off those 10 turnovers was a big difference, but just those little intangibles go a long way in a game like this. Another stat that stood out to me, and this was a good offensive night for the Hornets. They go for 123 points. That's ahead of their league-leading scoring average of 114 per game. Game was played at a breakneck pace for most of it definitely in the Hornets favor kudos to San Antonio for finding ways to to keep up for most of it but a lot of things offensively were in the Hornets favor but I thought defensively they showed us a lot the Hornets this season they were 17 and 6 coming into last night when holding their opponent 
to 12 or fewer made threes, held San Antonio to, to under 30% shooting from beyond the arc. They made 11, so they're now 18-6 and six when the opposition makes 12 or fewer from deep. Another sign that it's not just the offense that's clicking right now. This team, in general, is playing very good basketball. Well, the biggest thing about that, too, is I'm pretty sure San Antonio went 0 for 10 in the fourth quarter from beyond the arc. I mean, that was just huge because the Hornets only took a two-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and it, I, I'm sure we'll get to it here in our second segment with our top performers, but P.J. Washington hit a shot at the buzzer to put the Hornets ahead, 99-97, and I know how much you love these stats like this, Sam, but you know when the Hornets are leading after three quarters, they were 27-6 and six going into the fourth quarter with a lead. Now at 28-6, and six, so a pretty good record for the most part. It's, it's crazy how much two points can make that big of a difference when you still got 12 minutes left on the clock, but we've seen time and time again this season, a bucket here, a bucket there, a bounce one way or the other, could really turn this record for the Hornets in general. No question. That that final minute of the third quarter in general, it went on an 8-0 run, the final play by P.J. Washington, certainly the cherry on top at the end of that sequence. But overall, Hornets played well last night against a game opponent who brought their A game. Hornets get across the finish line and improve now to 32-33. and 33. Puts them back in ninth place for the moment in the Eastern Conference. But depending on how things go today, Brooklyn's going to play a very hot Boston team. Uh, if Boston comes away with the win in that one, Hornets could be tied for eighth at the start of business when they get back to work at Spectrum Center on Tuesday. All right, coming up next segment, we're going to hand out our stars of the game. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. This is how we want to play. We want to continue to play like this and play together. And when we play together, we beat teams. So uh, we're just happy to go. We got, we got the win, and we're trying to get the win uh, again our next game. P.J. Washington, after a 123-117 win for the Hornets over the San Antonio Spurs Saturday night, a busy night in Charlotte, as well as the uh, collective North Carolina sports landscape. Of course, Coach K's final home game at Cameron Indoor goes as a loss to North Carolina. What a rally North Carolina had there. What a second half the Tar Heels put together. Charlotte FC, their maiden voyage at Bank of America set the MLS attendance record. It's almost 75,000 fans, but the big winner, Charlotte Hornets, 123-117. Great clutch play from LaMelo Ball in particular. Six for six from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. Terry Rozier outstanding with 31 points, and the Hornets get the W last night at the Hive. Time to pick our stars of the game. Definitely want to give a silver lining on this night to Keldon Johnson. He was p- fantastic through three quarters. Career high 33 points for the uh, young man out of Kentucky. Really strong night. He had only scored 12 points total his prior two games was shooting 10% from three. Comes away with a 14 for 24 effort from the field. Four of 10 beyond the arc. So great game for him, but it does indeed come in a loss. Let's pick some stars. Rob Longo, you're officially the guest. Who do you like? I'll go ahead and take the low-hanging fruit. I have to pick Terry Rozier. Hornets down three. Terry Rozier trying to change that. He will. Hits from the corner. Terry Rozier downright scary here in the third. Five made threes in the frame. 
Terry finishes with a team-high 31 points, 16 of those coming in the third quarter alone. He was just red hot at that point. And the biggest thing for me that stood out to Terry, 6 of 8 beyond the arc, just in fuego, 10 of 18 from the field in general, ended up as a positive and a plus-minus. He played a lot of minutes last night. Played 36 minutes out there, 5 for 5 from the free-throw line as well, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. I think for the past two weeks or so, you know, Terry's kind of moved into that backup point guard role a little bit too in that second rotation and he's really flourished when you think about it I mean he's been putting up some great numbers I know the results haven't been what the Hornets have wanted in terms of wins and losses but the numbers he's been putting up is really staggering because you would imagine if he's staying out there with the second unit there would be some sort of drop off but there simply has not been over the last couple of weeks uh, no and, and he's in his athletic prime he's 27 years old seven years in the NBA in theory as good now physically and in in terms of experience as he's going to be at that cross section as you know, one goes up, the other one's supposed to go down. Um, but Terry Rozier should be at his peak in just about both of those or approaching it. And he was at the peak of his powers last night. Another couple of stats for you on this one. Yes, he did make six threes, all of them in the second half. He had no threes in the first half, still scored 10 points. He was productive, but he lit it up in that third quarter. Five made threes in that frame, ends up with six total all in the second half. And with six made threes, Terry Rozier ties himself from 2019-2020 for the 10th most threes in a season by a Hornets player. He's got 172 and counting. He's done in fewer games as well here on this 2021-2022 season, so getting better and better. He will no doubt climb up that list, and uh, there's going to be a couple others. Kelly Oubre, LaMelo Ball will likely make it into that top 10, or maybe they won't. they got to nudge out each other, I suppose, uh, as they continue to climb the leaderboard. Real quick, one more thing about Terry last night, only one turnover. Very impressive. My player of the game uh, since you took Terry Rozier I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball Terry Rozier on the logo gives to Plumley at the high post Plumley to LaMelo LaMelo turns the corner around the screen gives it back to Plumley feeds it outside to Washington he'll drive into the honeycomb kicks it out bridges into the corner wide open look LaMelo Ball for three rip the net cord LaMelo Ball drilling another Lowe's three-point shot his fourth of the game we're tied at 69. LaMelo Ball really shot the ball well last night. He made three threes in the first half, going for 13 points, made another in the second half. He was six for six from the free throw line in the fourth quarter, ends up with 24 points. Game you like to play with me. Guess who the leader was in plus minus last night for the Hornets? I looked at it. What was it? It was it was P.J. Washington. You're right. It was not LaMelo Ball, but LaMelo Ball was second, so we're throwing him in there too. P.J. Washington, great game. He, had, he was a plus nine in the plus minus 15 points some clutch plays down the stretch in the third quarter but but LaMelo Ball really he shined brightly and you know we've seen him in some of these clutch time situations take in new information and learn from experience and he put a lot of those lessons into play making good decisions down the stretch yeah he ends up with four turnovers but he had seven assists along the way helped power the offense to 29 total assists as we well know the way the Hornets ball movement runs it would be very interesting to see the hockey assists for LaMelo Ball on any given night because I'm sure they're through the roof but LaMelo I thought he ran an efficient offense they ran it at their pace for the majority of that first half and he was still able to keep things under control really really strong game I thought LaMelo scoring and distributing was one of his better games of the season. And in 29 minutes, he goes for 24 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, helping power the Hornets 
to the victory. All right, we got our stars of the night selected. Coming up next, we're going to talk about who will be the star of this post-All-Star break portion of the season. Last year, it was Miles Bridges. It springboarded him into a great overall campaign this season, a borderline All-Star one. Who might be doing that right now for Buzz City? We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets are 32 and 33. It's a, a back-to-back off-day situation. Hornets, one game in five days this is a lot of time off for us, Rob. We will have another edition, of course, though, for you tomorrow on the HHC. Isaiah Thomas, the new signing of the Hornets, will be our guest. Look forward to bringing you that conversation tomorrow. Rob, the topic here for segment three, who is the Miles Bridges closer of this season? Last year, Miles Bridges had a strong year, mostly coming off the bench. But post-All-Star break, of course, there was that injury for Gordon Hayward. It unfortunately left a spot open in the starting lineup. But fortunately for the Hornets, Miles Bridges was ready to step into it. It didn't necessarily amount to a ton of wins, but Miles Bridges really saw his stat lines jump. He was 10 points per game prior to the All-Star break, almost 16 points per game afterwards. It definitely put things in motion for this season where he's had a huge jump. He's been close to 20 points per game almost the entire season. So you are the guest. You get to go first. Who is the Miles Bridges of the post-All-Star break portion of this season? So before we get into this, I want to have a little bit of clarity here because what Miles Bridges was able to do at the end of last season were a couple of different things. Sure, those numbers went up, but he also emerged as a leader as well. He was able to provide them with that leadership they needed to earn some wins. So are we looking from just a number standpoint? Or are we looking for a leadership standpoint or whatever I get to pick? Yes, I had no clarity. That's to everything. It. Yes. Whatever however you choose to quantify it or whatever box you want to put it in, I think it's all fair game here. Okay. So I mean from a number standpoint, one would maybe say someone like Kelly Oubre, just because he's able to have those numbers go up. But I am going to go with the combination of somebody else because I think the numbers back it up and the leadership back it up. It's gotta be Montrez Harrell. I mean, he's coming off the bench. He's been able to provide that spark that the Hornets have needed the last couple of games. He really rejuvenized his roster a little bit when he came over from Washington. It just seems like this is almost like a little bit of a different team by the time the second unit comes in. I mean, the first couple of games he played, it was just like this renewed sense of energy. Last night, even, he ends up going for 15 points coming off the bench. Uh, Had a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists in there as well. He ended up as a plus seven and a plus minus. So, I mean... You know, he brings all those little bit of things. I mean, if he comes off the bench, even if he's only grabbing a handful of rebounds, a couple of points here or there, he's still providing you with that energy. It's you, You're able to feel his presence out there. And I feel like sometimes as a bench player, that's all you can ask for. I mean, when you think about a guy like Kelly Oubre, who is just can be so streaky from time to time, you still feel his presence out there for the most part, unless he is just over ever out there on the court. With Montrez Harrell, you're going to feel his presence out there regardless. I like the pick. Montrez Harrell is, is definitely someone who it would benefit the Hornets a lot to have him have a good post-All-Star break portion of the season compared to his pre-All-Star break numbers. For one, his pre-All-Star break numbers were pretty darn good. He's been in the conversation for sixth man of the year all season long. But furthermore, post-All-Star break, he's going to be with us 
plus the entire time. So that'd be good news for the Hornets. My pick is Terry Rozier. Now, Terry has had good numbers all throughout the season, but wow, have they taken a jump since the All-Star break. Prior to the All-Star break, he averaged 18 points per game, shot the ball solidly. He was 36% from three. That's a solid number. It's kind of right in the the middle of his overall career averages. You know, not his best, not his worst, but he's definitely been producing at the elite level. We've become accustomed to seeing from Terry Rozier. But since the All-Star break, I get it's kind of a small sample size. It's only been five games, but we've already seen him take off. He has accelerated things to 26.2 points per game. That's all-star level. So when you're thinking about where is the springboard from this year to next year, for Miles Bridges, it was from flirting with the starting lineup on a team that included Gordon Hayward to the man's got to start. For Terry Rozier, it could go from, yes, he's a solid starter and one of the elite players at his position in the Eastern Conference to, this guy is an all-star, it's time to put him on the team. That could be the kind of jump he makes this year heading into next year. Other aspects of it, three-point shooting, he has gone from being a, again, solid three-point shooter, 36% to, I know it's a small sample size, but he's shooting above 50% from three since the all-star break. Do I think he's going to do that through the remainder of the Post-All-Star break portion of the season? Probably not. But if he's anywhere near 40% or above, that puts him in the category of the best of the best of the NBA. And last but not least, in terms of the leadership component, we saw Miles Bridges take that big jump in scoring, tried to lead the Hornets to victories, but quite frankly, they were too young, they were too beat up to really overcome some of those disadvantages, no matter how well Miles Bridges was playing. This year, it's a deeper team. The guy you mentioned, Montrez Harrell, is here. Kelly Oubre is here. I don't know how many more injuries they can withstand, but at least the ones they've had so far, they've been able to stem the tide and be able to get some W's here in the post-All-Star break portion of the season. If that continues, it's a guy like Terry Rozier who's going to lead the way. So for all those reasons, the scoring, the shooting, they've all jumped since the All-Star break for Terry. I think he has gone from being a clear, solid starter to maybe playing at an All-Star level leading into next season. And he's influencing winning in a way that the Hornets were unable to find a player to do last season. For all those reasons, I think Terry Rozier is the post-All-Star break version this year of Miles Bridges last year. Certainly a great pick. And I mean, if you're right and I'm right, and then if Gordon Hayward comes back, at some point here. I mean, obviously, we hope we, he does. We just don't have a timeline on him yet. But if he's able to come back at just the baseline level of Gordon Hayward that we've seen, oof, that's scary. Yeah. Right now, it's it's looking like hopefully, you know, whenever Gordon Hayward's able to come back, he's like the best trade deadline acquisition you could ask for. You're getting a former all-star who has that veteran savvy. And he didn't give up anything. And he didn't give up anything for him. And, and we're rooting for him and Jalen McDaniels and James Booknight to all become healthy. Wouldn't it be nice for James Borrego to have the problem of figuring out which of the 12 to 13 guys that could be in this rotation need to get the minutes out there on a nightly basis. Let us know who you think is going to be this year's Miles Bridges in the post-All-Star break portion of the season. Am I right? Is it going to be Terry? Is Rob right? Is it going to be Montrez? Or do you have another pick? We'd love to hear it from you. Let us know via Twitter. That's going to do it for us here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Again, tomorrow an off day for the Hornets, but never an off day on the HHC. New Hornets acquisition point guard, two-time All-Star Isaiah Thomas will join us here on the Hornets Hornets Hivecast. Till then, for my broadcast partner and our producer here on the Hornets Hivecast, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time, right here on the Hornets Hivecast.
Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.